Welcome to The Creator's Mind, sharing stories of creatives, inspiring you to chase your dream. I am your host, Justin Ortiz. Excited to introduce my next guest, Jenny Lamb. Jenny is a general surgery resident and on her free time is an amazing photographer. Jenny shares how she prioritizes time to balance medicine and photography, the importance on developing the skill set, and finding communities to fill your passion. With that, let's get started. Jenny, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's great having you. It's great meeting you. I had a lot of great stories already, you know? Yeah, it's great to be here. Can you give the listeners a little bit of an introduction about yourself, about where you're from, what do you do for a living? Sure. Uh, my name's Jenny. I am originally from Las Vegas. I'm currently living in San Francisco, um, doing some consulting work, but my occupation is a general surgery resident. That already sounds like a lot. <laughs> so can you explain and that? Pho- and a pho- hobby uh, photographer. And a hobby photographer. Can't forget about that. <laughs> so explain that journey on like becoming a doctor and general surgery and everything else because I thought I knew it but you're explaining it I was like that's even more school than I thought you ever needed (laughs) yeah I mean so I guess I can just lay out what the path to becoming a general surgeon yeah so it starts off you go to high school you go to college you get Mm -hmm. some kind of bachelor's degree you apply to medical school so college is four years medical school is four years after you finish medical school you apply for residency depending on what type of specialty you want to go into it can range from one to three or one sorry (laughs) it can range from three really to like six years um, depending what specialty you go into. General surgery residency is five years long. For me, I've taken two research years. Well, I did one research year and kind of a surgical consulting year. And so I, my residency is going to be seven years. So I'm just finishing my fourth out of seven years. I'm close. I'm almost, He's almost done. I'm almost halfway there. I, or I am beyond halfway there. You're beyond yeah, halfway there. You're you're going on the the bottom of the hill. You're yeah, it's a breezy <laughs> from here. How did you discover like medicine? Like how did that come to be? Yeah, so when I was in college, I started off as a business major, and I took you know one one semester of classes, and I just knew that wasn't for me. That just wasn't my personality. So I did some soul searching. I talked to some friends. You know, what are you looking to do with the rest of your life? I mean, that's a very daunting question. You know, yeah, what am I going to do the rest of my, of my life? life? I'm 18 years old. I need to decide right now. Oh <laughs> it's my like God, a I... scary uh, question to answer. So I had an interest in biology when I was in high school. So I ended up switching my majors to biology. And from there, I was like, okay, I I did some environmental research when I was in college on uh, thermophiles that grow in hot springs in Nevada. So kind of some microbiology yeah. projects. And so I had to decide, am I going to go that route and get a PhD and, do, and be outside and do environmental research? Or am I going to go into medicine? Uh, I had shadowed a couple of doctors and I was really interested in that. I like the I like helping people. I mean, it might sound corny, but I think all doctors have that underlying 
want yeah. a foundation, right? It's or like else you wouldn't go into medicine. Making a direct impact. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, as much as I love studying, you know, microorganisms that <laughs> grow in hot springs in Nevada, it was super niche. And, <laughs> I, you know, sometimes I question it, like, what impact am I having? I feel, you yeah. know, it's important to understand the earth and do these studies, but with medicine, someone comes into the hospital, they might be dying. You do something, you help them, they don't die. Yeah. <laughs> and they're very grateful. I'm very grateful that they don't die either. And it's a very satisfying, rewarding career. So um, for me, you know, it. I just ended up going down that path because I enjoyed yeah. it. And I think Grey's Anatomy had a little <laughs> bit to do with my surgery choice. Oh, God. Just good a little old Grey's bit. Good I'm old not Grey's lie. Anatomy. <laughs> It's all Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> and it's very long road. Did you ever feel like you wanted to give up? Because like, I know when sometimes when things are going tough and everything else, like sometimes it doesn't life doesn't go as planned. For people like has has a certain goal to get somewhere and then they have those bumps in the road, people are just like see it as like, okay, maybe it's a sign not to do it, but you're almost done and like how if you ever experience bumps in the road, then how did you get through? And like, this is what I want to be in and like, nothing's going to stop me. Yeah. So I think that, you know, when you take on an endeavor, like becoming a, a, a surgeon or, yeah. or any endeavor, yeah. um, you're going to have obstacles along the way. And then it's up to you to decide if you can overcome those obstacles, if you feel strong enough and that you want to work hard enough mm-hmm. to to make your dreams come true that that you control your own fate yeah Uh, but sometimes you also have to recognize like maybe this isn't for me maybe Mm -hmm. i'm not good at this and this isn't my path so a lot of it is about understanding yourself and what you're what you're capable of and what your goals are so i don't think necessarily all the time if you decide to do something and it doesn't work out that you're a failure Mm -hmm. maybe you're meant to do something else and that's a better fit and in the long run, it ends up being better. So, yeah. like, I think sometimes life just brings us along this crazy path. Yeah. If you ask me when I was in high school, <laughs> if I would be sitting here right now talking about this. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> I had no idea what I wanted to do. But, yeah, life life brings you along. And as long as you stay positive and have a good attitude about things, yeah. everything ends up turning out okay. Love it. Yeah, because... I was so, my life was physical therapy driven and I was like, we're going to do it. And I was like one more prerequisite away in the GRE. And I was just like, literally a couple months ago, I was like, I don't, can't do it. I don't, I don't really see it being my life. And I was like, nah. So I just stopped and figured it out something differently. So I know what you like having that. Yeah, It's okay to change directions. You know, if if you had this goal and maybe things in your life change, your, your passions change or uh, different opportunities come up, as long as you think think those decisions through, mm-hmm. whatever you decide will you. probably be okay. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're happy doing it. Exactly. I think know? that is the key thing. As long as you're positive in your life and you're happy with who you are and what you're doing, it's fine. I got to high five that one. That was, <laughs> that was awesome. <sighs> kind of changes the pace. Like, how did you 
get in and get, apparently you do photography too so <laughs> how did how did you uh how did i get into photography, how did you get into photography? uh yeah so my mom loved having her picture taken yeah she was all about it <laughs> she wanted to capture every memory and really just have have that with her and for everybody to see mm-hmm. and i i enjoyed that i have so many pictures of my mom and i like looking through them it reminds me of different times in our lives just i mean pictures just give people memories and they also give people they evoke so much emotion mm-hmm. in terms of like they might evoke memories for you if you've taken the picture but they might also evoke like this wanderlust for people that maybe want to go to these places that they've never gone to before so pictures have all these different meanings to these people and i i think i learned that early on and then i also worked in a photography studio in a mall when I was in high school. So I learned, you know, how to take portraits of people. Like way back when like Yeah, like when it was popular. Yeah, it was popular yeah, to get the pocket size, you know, exactly. like Exactly. Studio... Fifty wallet size. <laughs> you can have four poses and you can pick however Yeah. How many people you got? Let's make a squad you with the girls or with the boys mingle. Yeah, photomania. Dude, that was <laughs> what crazy. It was called, the store. It was like back in the day when you had like those when you had to carry the bike Binders. Yeah, and then you exactly. Put, and you put them you in put front. all your friends' pictures. <laughs> yeah, so I totally lived that life <laughs> for about a year or, or two in yeah. high school, transitioning to college, and that's when I got really interested in like the technical aspect of photography, of like actually taking a good picture and what you know what that means. Mm-hmm. Having the composition, and at that time that was for portraiture, but like the basic. The basics of composition yeah. are still there, right? So from then on, I just had this fascination with cameras and really mm. with technology overall. But then I started getting into film photography, instant photography. I had like point and shoot cameras. <laughs> I I have probably over 30 cameras in my house, <laughs> all different kinds. <laughs> you know, like I'll buy, uh, you know, old antique cameras maybe that don't even work <laughs> of some newer ones that hopefully they will work i'll buy them on ebay i'll buy the we'll newest go. yeah i'll buy the newest drone when it comes out like i just like photography in general mm-hmm. i was lucky in that last year i started my research year mm-hmm. um from residency and up to then I was super poor. <laughs> I have a bunch of debt from medical school. I don't get paid that much as yeah. a resident. And I could never really afford a DSLR. But I started, when during my research year, I'm able to moonlight. And yeah. what that means is taking extra shifts in the hospital where you get paid extra money on top of what your salary is. And so I had this extra income. And I was like, what am I going to do with it? <laughs> I think I'm, you know, I have a little bit of time now. And uh, extra time and I want to really pursue photography. I want to get, you know, mm-hmm. get one of these cameras and go out there and shoot. I have more free time mm-hmm. and I'm just going to take advantage of it. So what did you start with? I started with, I started off slow because I was like, oh, <laughs> this is a lot of money, you know? I looked at like a D850 with a, <laughs> you know, uh, 15 to 30 millimeter lens. That's a lot of money. Thousands <laughs> of dollars. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I can't 
<laughs> I need to be Time reasonable. Out. I don't okay. even know about how to use a camera yet. I can't be dropping thousands of dollars on this. So I started with the Nikon D5600. Love that series. Yeah. Um, D52 squad. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that allowed me to just learn how, how to use the camera. Yeah. I mean, I had some knowledge you know, from the film cameras and also from working at that photo studio. But I, I'm not going to say that I knew 100% what I was doing. I just was like, I need to buy this and practice. Yeah, everything, like, everything requires practice, right? Mm-hmm. So It's like master, yeah, mastering the gear. It's like, it was so funny. I was traveling to Nice one year. And then I was like way in my like study abroad days. A girl had a very fancy DSLR. She took a picture of a flower and said, oh, my God, it looks, it doesn't look good. <laughs> I'm just like, and I was just laughing. Because I was like, well, you you expect you're going to buy something really fancy, like the highest end, but if you don't have the skill to use it. Exactly. And it's not going to be fully optimal to what you want to do. So it's like, no matter what gear you have, learn it, master it, practice it. And when you feel like you have it, then, all right, now it's time. Exactly. Like, the camera is just a tool, right? to show whatever your vision is as mm-hmm. a photographer and it's not gonna take the pictures for you <laughs> i mean you can put it on automatic and things like that but if you have a vision in your mind of a specific shot you want you want like shallow depth of field the automatic mode not <laughs> necessarily not, not gonna, gonna, work. gonna give you brandon wolfel <laughs> picture <laughs> you gotta know a little bit about it so i recognize that yeah so i was like I even though I have some experience, I'm not a pro- I'm not a even professional right now. <laughs> There's still a lot of things that still got to learn. I I need to learn. So I started off with that. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this is great. Then I upgraded. I went mirrorless. I got a Fujifilm or Fuji. Sorry, not Fujifilm. That's an Instax. <laughs> but I got we'll a Fuji <laughs> XT20. Wait, what was that again? You got a. I got a Fuji XT20. Yeah. Um. So I went mirrorless, and I liked that camera, but I still didn't feel like it was giving me exactly what I wanted. And then at that point, um. I was pretty heavy in. I was shooting a lot. And I lived in San Diego at this time. And the sunsets there are amazing. The coast there. There's so many things to explore. And honestly, it changed the way that I interacted with San Diego. So before that, I had been living there for um, like two, like a little bit over two years. I had not gone to these like, I'd go to the beach every once in a while, but I hadn't explored the coast, yeah. looked for caves, <laughs> looked for tidefuls. It changed my perspective on how I was seeing this place I was living. And so it was really exciting. I was seeing this place, and I also had a lot more time. I was in the <laughs> hospital, all, like, 80 hours a week, you know, sleeping in the hospital, at least by choice. I was moonlighting them. Sometimes by I would. Yeah, by, that was my by choice, choice. <laughs> to get more camera gear. <laughs> but I need more camera. I need to work. Losing time. Now that I got a cat 22 situation, I got to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was really exciting. And I still feel really excited to explore new places. Yeah. So then I, I upgraded to my camera that I have now, the D750. Nikon? Uh, yeah. And I I love that camera. Nikon Squad. It's my baby. <laughs> it's I I love Sony so much, but Nikon always has like that because my family loves Nikon, so mm-hmm. I always have that like family connection because my all my cameras, all the cameras that my mom bought were Nikon. 
Yeah. And then I always gravitated toward Nikon, but I was like, uh, and I got the Sony. I was like, I really like mirrorless. Uh-huh. And I was like, but still, all my all my portraiture mm-hmm. is done with Nikon lenses. Mm-hmm. Fully manual, like, film lenses, because it has the attachment, and it's fully manual, so I could just control the aperture straight from the lens. Yeah. So all my, like, portraiture is from those lenses, and I never switched out. Awesome. That's I love, like, Nikon always has my heart sometimes. Sorry, I, Sony, but. I really like it, too. <laughs> and, well, and honestly, I think all of the. The brands they have their pros and cons. Yeah. Um, just a bit, you know, whatever fits for you. Yeah. It's what you're going for. Again, it's a tool. Yeah. And how you want to see it and what's optimal for your vision, mm-hmm. you know. But kind of want to go a little bit more on balancing your time. Like, how the heck do you balance your time? <laughs> <laughs> you are everywhere saying, yeah, I worked 80 hours here and there. Like, you're working a good amount of time. But, like, like even from, like, when you first started going into medical school to like now, like how'd you find time to kind of do creative and medicine? I think the thing with medicine, uh, especially if you go into a specialty that requires you to put in a lot of hours, it's really important to have a hobby Mm -hmm. and, and make free time for yourself and things that you enjoy. Because although I love surgery and I love medicine. I'm a multifaceted person. I have other interests and I just feel like like one passion for me is not enough. Like I'm passionate about surgery. Yeah. But I can also be passionate about photography and really making that balance. It's like scheduling scheduling your time appropriately to to be able to do all the things that you want to do, right? So I, I go to work and, and granted, I'm not working. I, I want to just like preface this by saying I'm not working 80 hours a week yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, I am working quite a bit, um, but full time schedule, like yeah, 40, exactly. over 40 hours. Yeah. And you just got to make time for it and, and tell yourself like I can make this happen and I'm going to be able to do it. So I think that's one big, big caveat that, that people they get into in their head where they're like, I just don't have time to do that. Or, oh, I'd love to do that, but I just can't because of this and because of that. It's like, can you really not do it? Or are you just not making the time to do it? So for me, like I went to work all day. I'm not going to go shoot tonight. But if I want to go shoot at, let's say, you know, 7.30 or 8.00, I get off at five. That's plenty of time yeah. to go home, walk my dog, um, bring her along too, maybe to the beach. So like you have to think about your day and, and allocate the hours appropriately mm. to make the most of your day. If you're not accounting for all those hours, you're not going to do anything. You're going to go home maybe and like scroll through the, the gram or watch like, TV, watch Netflix. And then before you know, it's like midnight. And you're like, oh, I just, <laughs> I just ate a wasted. bunch of donuts and... <laughs> I wasted five hours of my day. <laughs> that has happened to me before. I'm not going to lie. I was like, all right, I'm going to have five. I'm going to record this podcast or edit it or I'm going to go out and shoot and practice. And next thing I know, I was like on just on my phone and I looked like crap. It's night. I just wasted. I just wasted a <laughs> and, day. You know, sometimes <laughs> it, it's not bad to have days like that, too, yeah. where you're like, you know, I'm spent. I spent every day this week working and shooting this and that I need to to just sit on my couch and just relax there's nothing wrong with that but as long as you're doing that intentionally so Mm. you have to do things with intention Mm -hmm. so it makes good practice yeah just just can't make the most of of your day of your life how do you feel like getting involved in the creative community is important because I know you kind of touch based on 
creative outlets and everything else and why it's important balancing your time to make sure of it but how do you find time if you do find time to go out with the community and not just kind of shoot by yourself or like with a small group you know uh, I mean, that is probably one of the reasons why I love photography so mm-hmm. much. It it definitely opened myself to this community that I never had before. And I spent so much time in the hospital before. And, and don't get me wrong. I love my doctor friends. I love <laughs> the people, you know, they're, they're my like other family. But I also have this other passion and now I've found, you know, people that are kind of part of that family in a different community. And I think they're, that's awesome because you're never going to find one community that is a hundred percent like you. So it's great to like find different communities and, and kind of get their different perspectives on life too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what just sharing different ideas and, and views on life. I think is really interesting for me. No, that's great. Like I, I, athletic training is my family. Like I love, like I have my like close group of college friends. Then I have athletic training friends, like medicine. And then all these creatives I met, it's like, it's just crazy on how like all this is me, but it, and I'm able to share this with every one of my groups, you know, like it's, so I know what you mean on like being multifaceted on, like yourself, yeah. so I was like, oh, and I think that's really important, even for things like like I have so like I have a surgery resident friend or couple two couple friends that like to play soccer. Mm-hmm. I don't like to play <laughs> soccer. I'm not gonna play soccer with them, <laughs> but I definitely think that they should go out and play soccer if they like enjoy it, and they need to find their community that mm-hmm. will let them do that. So Just yeah, make that. more friends, that make, do more things. <laughs> that, no longer no new friends. I already got to make more friends. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever feel like? Do you ever have to like split like you're wearing two different masks when it comes to medicine and creating or how does how do you feel like one is a like balancing the other, you know? You definitely have to prioritize what what's important to mm. you, you know. So for me, I love photography and and it's always going to be a part of my life, but it's not necessarily my number one priority. My number one priority is surgery, uh, medicine, creating or progressing in my career in in that regard. Uh, But photography kind of supplements that. So I don't think that, I mean, okay, I do think that surgery is more important (laughs) than photography, but I would not be happy if if I didn't have photography. So I make time for it. For example, but I still prioritize. I'm not sitting here editing photos all night and I don't go to work. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I guess, what the balance <laughs> that I'm trying to say. I love it, but I still recognize that it's a hobby a and that I have like real um, responsibilities yeah. that I need to focus you on. Know, fo- yeah, exactly. <laughs> it kind of goes back to what I said about just managing your time efficiently. So for a while, so right now I live in San Francisco, but I commute to Mountain View. And it's far. It's real far. (laughs) And so sometimes, sometimes I drive, but sometimes I take the Caltrain or I take, um, now we have like a bus shuttle, shuttle bus that Mm -hmm. takes us. But before when I was taking the Caltrain, I had a routine. So what I would, I would spend one hour on the Caltrain and then half an hour on this shuttle bus. And so what I would do is I'd get on the Caltrain in the morning and that hour I needed to edit photos. 
that was my time during the day that I was going to edit photos. And then I would have to edit it on my computer, you know, edit as many as I can or whatever, transfer it to my phone. Then the shuttle bus time is my uploading time, right? Because then you got to post on Instagram. You got to think of a caption, <laughs> right? You got to put the hashtags. You got to do all of that before, and then, before I get to work. So that's kind of how... Even though I'm busy, I incorporated it in a very scheduled and like yeah. effective manner because then, uh, I mean, I don't post every day, but I post like post a good amount. every two to three days. Yeah. And that's why I, I got to have a constant stream of pictures coming and, and edit them at a time that's appropriate for yeah. what my real job is. So how, since, are you not, since you don't take Caltrain every day now. Do you? Or do you still... I don't take it every okay. day. I didn't take so, it today. So what's your... <laughs> I didn't take it today. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what is your routine looking like now? In a sense, like, if you don't take that extra hour because you're sitting on, like, a public transit? Um, I I make a lot of, like, to-do lists. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, love those. Yeah. So let's say, <laughs> I, you know, I have a to-do list for just anything that I need to do in my life. Like... I yesterday I made a to-do list is like I need to wash my towels. <laughs> I need to um you know do some errands or do some paperwork and get this done. But I also on that list but I need to edit these photos. Maybe it's like a specific set of photos, you know, I need to edit this Golden Gate photos that I took the other day. Um but like I said just ba- balancing everything and prioritizing it in a way that's like don't don't forget that you have to do that as well because Although I said my job is not as important as photography, mm. photography is still very important to me. Mm. So I make time for it. Pulling a wrap up in the last two questions. You know, I've been talking here for a while. What is your why? You feel like you felt, have you felt like you discovered that out of your time here? Or do you feel like I still but kind of iffy on like what my, my why, your why in like, life, in life, deep boom. Oh, it's like, what no. helps you get out of bed in the morning? You know, like those... I mean, I have so much to live for. I've got a really... <laughs> I mean, I've got a really exciting career. Yeah. The sun is going to rise and it's going <laughs> to set. There's two options to go shoot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I think just living life and being happy, being positive, doing meaningful things. It's pretty simple, right? Keep it it's simple, like, you know? Can live your life and have it be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, short but sweet. And, yeah, and like you know, part of it's like yeah, for my life, what's my why? I like helping people. I I like to see the surgery surgical field progress so that like patient outcomes get better. That I feel like that is how most doctors feel. Mm-hmm. You know, constantly want your field to improve so that it helps the community as a whole you know altruistic goals um but also feeding my own soul and saying like i need some me time i need to go see the sunset (laughs) i i see some awesome fog from mount tam like still being able to see the world see the things that i you know make me happy it all makes me happy loving it okay last question am i doing okay you're doing great (laughs) you're doing great i've never done this before (laughs) couldn't tell Uh, I'm just glad you're having a good time. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. Okay. I, mean, it's good. I hope it's good. <laughs> so, okay. Last question. 
advice to someone like just starting out like in their creative career in life and then or versus like those people trying to push themselves to the next level i think that if you have a passion for something and you really want for something to happen you just gotta stick to it you got to keep practicing you got to keep working hard and that's really for anything you know if you're trying to be a doctor if you're trying to be uh amazing photographer if you're trying to be the best physical therapist you could be what whatever your goals are in life just keep working hard and being passionate about it and it'll you'll live a fulfilling life is it a knowledge bomb i think so all right i mean (laughs) i i don't know (laughs) just gotta keep it simple just gotta work hard and make things happen there it is boom mic drop (laughs) jenny thank you so much for being on the podcast hope you had a great time yeah this has been great uh and with that we are out bye i just want to say thank you that everyone that listened to the podcast it means so much to me if you have a favorite interview please share it to the creative community your voice is everything if you want to chat with me or have a recommendation of a creative to interview hit me up on my instagram at the creator's mind underscore until then talk to y'all soon